And I also think it's important, in my opinion, to start out as a beginner, to really be in that beginner mode, unless it's someone who has taken cycling classes and is accustomed to doing all fitness-related activities. But I think some of the beginners go in a little too hard, and then they get tired, they get unmotivated. And according to the friends that I have spoken to, they kind of putter out after six or seven weeks because they went in too hard. And so get, I think great get. to be a beginner. And I still take beginner rides. I like to be a beginner. I like to be reminded about my form and have those early tips that one can't forget. It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 234. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. We should probably start by warning you, this one's explicit. Yeah, it's explicit. <laughs> just just know that going in. Just know that. At least one specific segment. Yeah. So, excited about this week's episode. So as people might or might not be aware, I think a lot of people are, there was some controversy surrounding Jess King's fiance. Yes. And she urinated on a fan at one of her band's concerts and it kind with of consent with consent of the person urinated on mm-hmm. but not the consent of everyone else watching the show right and so uh that kind of created its own kerfluffle and so all sorts of debate about what is and isn't appropriate and is this kink shaming and all that sort of stuff and so we thought who better Who's who, who better indeed? Who who's the dream ask for people for someone who understands that world and sexual etiquette and things of that nature, but Dan Savage. And, and believe so, it or not, he said yes. Believe it or not, he said yes. And so uh we reached out to Dan Savage and he was kind enough to join us. And so uh when it comes up to that topic, we will be talking to Dan Savage for some insight as to what is and isn't appropriate from the world of kink. So uh just be prepared mm-hmm. uh if you have little ones in the car or sharing an earbud. Yeah. I don't know, oh. but uh, that would be weird, but it's your, your earbud. So anyway, but it, he was super nice. We're very excited about that. So um, so anyway, other than Dan Savage, what do you have in store for people? Well, I'm going to talk about myself for a second. Please do. You were supposed to bring this up and you didn't. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> so you have a really big announcement. I do have a really big announcement. Um, I am... Finally, after four years of really working hard at this, uh, I am going to be changing careers into the world of fitness. We have had a wonderful partnership with uh, MetPro. You and I have both seen amazing results, especially you. And um, you're doing okay. Yeah, but I mean, yours was more dramatic. I was fatter to start with. So (laughs) anyway, um, (laughs) so I am going to be working for MetPro starting in just a couple of weeks. I am going to be a part-time coach. So if anybody out there has been thinking about MetPro and you're like, oh, that might be a good thing. Like some of you might be like, oh God, I would have no interest in that. Then you, you could actually have Clip Out Crystal for I your coach. I could be your coach. And if um, the other half of that we're going to do is we're going to be putting together, well, I am going to be putting together a podcast for MetPro and, and helping them with that. So I'm going to kind of have two jobs there and yeah. I am so excited about it because you guys, I get to quit my day job. I am so excited. <laughs> 
excited. <laughs> I get to do fitness stuff full time. Like it is a dream come true. It's pretty I am, exciting. You'll be working from home. I will be working from home. So I will. My commute cool will be uh, to my living room, and I get to work out whenever I want. And they get it. Like they're like encouraging that's of that. Cool. It is. And you know, we should also say they didn't just offer you this job because. You have a podcast and Not they're like, all. oh, that's good enough to be a coach. We should remind people that you are also an NASM certified personal trainer and you've received your nutrition certificate and you didn't. You had a, I got a behavioral change certificate be- and I am also working on another one that is um, correction, exercise correction specialist. So there's another one that I'm doing as well. So, yeah, so you, you also have the knowledge base yes. to do this. It's not just they were like, they don't just let anybody be a coach. No. And I just also wanted to make that clear for Met Pro's behalf and for yours. Yeah. And it kind of came up organically because I was telling them about how I was going to start doing some personal training and how I had been kind of experimenting with that. And it all led to this. But it's just it's amazing to think that way back when we started this podcast, I was like, wouldn't it be amazing (laughs) if I could like figure out a way to be in fitness full time? And it's freaking here. I'm just so excited. I'm so stoked. As well, you should be. Congratulations. I'm very proud of you. Thank you, babe. Quite the accomplishment. And I and uh, I'm really glad I was like. You were when you started getting the personal training certificate, you were like, but I don't even know if I'll use it. And mm-hmm. I was like, do it. Like, you, why you not? Were, you were. You were so like, supportive of it. Yeah. I'm like, if nothing else, it just gives you a stronger fitness based knowledge for all the topics we talk about on the podcast. And there's nothing wrong with that. And so, you know, just to make sure that we're saying things that are accurate. Absolutely. Right? I mean, we don't generally give a lot of health advice on the show, but right. But, but it's, when it's, we do veer into those lanes, at least now you actually know what you're talking about and like you have the paper to back it up yeah and i and i just want to say for anybody who might be concerned like we're not going to change the show no the the relationship with met pro from a show perspective changes zero right nothing about that changes so like no concerns there i don't want anyone to freak out and think that like it's going to be all met pro all the time it's not what we're doing there will be a met pro podcast this won't be the exactly exactly (laughs) um but uh to those of you who who do already know and you've sent me messages it means so much to me so thank you so much and uh, okay so back to the podcast yes Uh, and uh, we are going to talk about what the heck is happening with the stock market we are going to talk about the just king stuff like you said sure Uh, we have a visit from dr jen and she is going to talk about managing expectations when you're bouncing back from an injury we also have a visit from metpro and uh where did that one go it totally uh, went away. Angelo oh, Andrew's going to talk about how to let go of leftovers. That's right. That's right. Uh, Christina Ribeiro, this one's for you. Uh, and then the instructors have been all over the place again. So we're going to talk about where all they've been, what's going on with that. And then, of course, news of Peloton. There's some competitor issues as well. Awesome. Well, before we get to all that, shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us while you're there. Be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. And if you could leave a review, that would be wonderful. Yes, it Uh, would. We have a new review from Dominique Marcella. Ooh, ooh, that's a very pretty name. It is. And she says, Crystal and Tom are the funniest, cutest couple, and they keep me laughing all the time. I love their segments with John Mills. I'm so impressed with all the information they pack into every episode. I'm a tread user and just geek out over all the topics this podcast covers. Thank you for all you do. And her leaderboard name is Dominique427. So thank you very much for that. Thank you. And you have a beautiful name and leaderboard (laughs) name. Thank you for such a kind review. And you can also, don't forget, find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there. Like the page, join the group. 
and sign up for the newsletter at theclipbot.com. You'll get all the links and things like that sent to you in a weekly, easy-to-use digest. And finally, we have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash theclipout, where you can watch these shows uh, in HD, now in color. So there's that. Well, I guess that's all of that. Let's, uh, let's dig in, shall we? We shall. Run, lift, and live with John Mills. So joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube, it's John Mills. Hey, John, how's it going? How's it going? <laughs> All ready to go. I love you it. Know, live your motto run this morning. Ooh. How, yeah. Was it, was it one of her like, any lotion. was it like a, a hit run? Was it a hit? It was, yes, it was a hit run. Ooh, yes. You went fast then. Yeah. No, not really. Oh. She was going fast. Okay. I was. You, watched, <laughs> you watched her go fast and you went slightly faster. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I hope you left a note because it was a hit and run. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> He's getting warmed up for later. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, I guess let's just dig in. It, oh, it was a... Uh, it's been a, a rough Peloton week. An active week for Peloton stock. Uh, so they decided to sell... Shares, yeah, a bill, yeah. A, what was it like a billion dollars worth of new shares? I thought it was a million, a maybe million? it was a billion. I don't know, I don't know. Uh, it was a, a, it was a, a billion. billion, yeah, <laughs> billion with a B. Being, yeah, it ended up being like 1.07 billion, yeah. And they share they Which, sold them at like 46 dollars a share, right? Yeah, yeah, that, um, and, and the thought being, I think the issue here is that we just went through the earnings call, and in the earnings call, Jill Woodworth said that they didn't see any need for any additional capital. And then <laughs> just post that, then they just kidding. They put out, <laughs> they put this out. And so there's all kinds of questions as to wh- why they did this. But yeah, and the, so initially, as soon as it happened, I'm thinking because they did that, that's kind of a contradiction, I think, to what they said in the earnings call. Thus, won't this have a negative effect on the stock? And I right. think it initially did. I don't know. Right. It happened so fast because it started going up. Like if it if it tanked, it it immediately started going the other way. And I was like, right. wait, what? Why? Why is it going up? What are you guys doing? The stock market right. makes no sense yeah, to me. I mean, everything I've read says that normally that's what happens. But in this situation, it, it did not do that. And so right. do we have any thoughts as to why it didn't have that impact? All kinds of theories. OK, well, one of the theories is that the assumption that Peloton is intending to be acquired. Mm. I, I don't, I don't buy into that, that mm. theory, Mm-mm. but that that's the theory as to why investors would then go, Oh, we need to jump in. Right. Right. Which would then make it go up. Well, I'm, um, I'm seeing that that particular theory is out there a lot. Like it's a lot of yeah. places saying that. So I, I it, the, right. it's a popular one, including from some right. of our listeners and you see a lot of articles with that kind of conjecture mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. will Disney, will Apple, like, mm-hmm. will you know, so, right. I mean, obviously a lot of people are postulating, but um, I, just, I just don't, right. I don't feel it. It doesn't feel right to me. So I, yeah, I don't know, like, this is not my world. So maybe you will know better than I will, John. But like, so is it, how difficult is it for people to do that? Even if they didn't want to, like if Peloton, like a hostile takeover, yeah, like if Peloton didn't want to sell, but could the stock price have fallen low enough that somebody that Apple could just pull out their checkbook? 
No, I don't think so. I don't think that the stock is diluted enough for that to be Because Foley the case, still has but... 51%. Uh, so he would have to have less than that, right? It would have to be enough yeah. shareholders that wanted to do it. That's the only way to do a right. hostile takeover, right? Right. And I, But I think that this theory, though, isn't that there's an intent on something like that occurring. I think the theory is that this is a direction that Peloton wants to go. That I think that was the theory. Mm-hmm. I don't buy that theory. I, 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 another is that they're intending to truly use this cash for something like an acquisition. Mm. And thus the thought of an acquisition could also, in my mind, cause this, a sim- this similar reaction. It feels like a bad time to do an acquisition acquisition if peloton if you guys are thinking that like i'm worried for you i don't i guess it comes down to what they're planning what they would be planning to acquire like unless it's tonal i don't care i don't think it's a good idea (laughs) i'm gonna go with a no that's just my vote you know i hey i'm a shareholder so i can vote yeah (laughs) that's right well my other thought was we we had that long discussion on the week or so ago about about the strength promise yeah yeah. And then you know, kind of, you know, what our thoughts are on, on based on what they've told us about what it is and the kind of the feedback we're see, seeing come from that. So my my thought also was, yeah, maybe this has something to do with a redirection or something around what they're planning to do with strength. That's so, interesting. I don't know. We'll see. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, so I know we just kind of talked about this, but like just circling back around, is there an, an obvious choice for something that they should acquire that would make sense that would be under a billion dollars? I mean, Tony wouldn't would be more have, than a billion dollars have, at this point, right? They're a unicorn. Right. <laughs> they're at a billion, right? Isn't that a unicorn? Isn't yes. That, okay. So they're yeah. at a billion. So technically, technically that would be possible. And they're yeah, not public. So... You're talking about tonal? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you're talking about, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, that's possible. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to, I, I, I know all of this is speculation. Right, right, right. I don't right. know. We're, we're uh, way off in the, the guessing we're, at this we're point. We're way off. Right? We're just being <laughs> pundits. We, we, are, we got no facts. None. We're just spitting this, this is all gut. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, you've mentioned some other things that I find interesting. And I don't know, maybe your opinion has changed. So, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. But haven't you also kind of thought that, like, Maybe this means that they're going to like do something you said with the the actual internal stuff. Like, don't don't you think it's possible that they're doing something with that? And and you've also mentioned yeah. that that pre-core maybe wasn't as good of an idea in retrospect. Do you yeah. still well, think that? Think, do you still think that? I think historically, I think Peloton has innovated as it relates to the software that they push to their devices. Right. You know, we got a lot of neat stuff in software innovation, right? We've the sessions and the here now and the high fives and all that stuff has kind of come. And so I, I see the possibilities. Yes. Of how they use the hardware, this new device and what they can do with the software. Yeah. I see there could be some really interesting things coming there potentially. So yeah. Maybe. And it relates to pre-core. I think everybody's kind of speculating there, too, because it just sounds like such a kind of a fascinating kind of mix between what we can do from a connected fitness perspective at home versus what used to appear to be like the opposing kind of position of, you know, uh, fitness equipment at the gym. And now Peloton can live in these two worlds. And what creative can they do kind of merging those things together? Like, 
you know, you go to the gym and you log in and all the stuff you do there is kind of your stats are common to what you do at home. Like what? I'm just, I'm kind of making it up, but I think that's an interesting world that I would want to see what they plan to do and play in. Yeah, I would think of anything all speculation. Precore could kind of position them to where when people say, oh, they're a pandemic stock. Well, that kind of gives them some kind of hedges against that idea, right? Like it's like yeah. if if people go back to the gym, well, they got stuff over there, too. It kind of right. it helps them succeed regardless of where people are doing their workouts. Yeah, absolutely. I would assume at, at some point. Yeah. It's interesting to me, though, that in listening to the earnings call, like from a pre-core perspective and from a the consumer's perspective with at-home fitness, like they talk to it as if they were struggling in kind of both areas. That's the way it sounded um, from a Peloton perspective during that call. So and my thought was we keep hearing that st- this reopening thought. But nothing from a pre-core perspective is there. Are they benefiting from the re- reopening kind of aspect of our environment? So I don't know what that is, but I'm assuming at some point, yes, you would think they have a they have a leg in this. They got a leg over here. Then they can kind of. Yeah, I would also think work. that like it helps if someone is is a gym rat and they they need to pivot to at home, whether it's for the pandemic or a life change of some sort. Right. And, right. and so now they're, you know. And then the obvious choice is, well, I've already been working out on this Peloton equipment at the gym, so I might as well buy a Peloton bike at home and Mm -hmm. I can pull all my data over with me. Yeah, that's true. I wonder if the software will be available on Precore. You know, it's it's like that's where I'm at. Like I know pre, those, those, some of those those products had their own kind of gym based kind mm-hmm. of the, the, the right. facility kind of manages to the content. There's a software that comes with you know that those commercial pieces that Precore makes. So I don't know. I, I, that's that's the piece that's intriguing. Like how is Peloton gonna like bring this all together? Like what are they it is, planning? It is intriguing, especially when you kind of throw in the United Airlines kind of piece of it. And the reason yeah. I say that is because that the United Airlines was the first time that we saw any kind of workout off the platform. It makes yeah. you wonder if in retrospect that was like a pilot for doing this over in the pre-core world. It just it's just the things that go through my head, you know, like like the the yeah. little short at the beginning of a Disney movie, like they're usually using yeah. that to work on something else, or at least that's what Tom tells right. me. Yeah, like the shorts <laughs> that you see in front of the short cartoons that you see are typically them working out a problem of like the next movie we're going to make, we're, we're going to need a lot of fur or we're going to need a lot of water. Yeah. And so the the right. the short, the short that plays on the picture before that that picture comes out. Yeah will be solving yeah. the problem for the next picture. So it makes me wonder gotcha, if that's what gotcha. they did with the United Airlines and the the little meditation and stretches. Like, I, that's just where my brain That'd goes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be interesting. I was like always wondering also about like uh, boot, the boutique stuff. This was before, you know, how they've kind of changed and made it their own um, their own brand. But I was wondering, I knew, I knew that the software that's provided for these facilities as it relates to pre-core like you could add things in there, like advertisements, and and so I was I was always wondering: is there going to be some incorporation of you know their apparel line into these devices in the gym? But it, it would be more interesting to me to hear how they're going to bring in the at home stuff and and how they're going to promote the selling of more subscriptions when somebody's doing a workout on a pre core device in some gym. Well, I also like, wonder I if more about they that. have that kind of software. Like, is somebody somewhere at Peloton saying? 
what if we put ads on the screen? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and, yeah. and I think that's what John was getting at. And they're they're doing that now on the uh, Peloton equipment. Like now when right. you go to the Peloton equipment and they have a new apparel thing, it, it's right on the top. And they have a QR code. Right. So you can shop right from right. your bike. But or your... I meant what if they sold that ad space to third parties oh. and actually used it to generate oh my God. revenue? He, he blew both of our minds, John. Yeah. Did you see what just happened? I mean, my whole... Because I, I mean, it's a captive audience. It's a coveted demo, mm-hmm. and you know, and all of a sudden, you're running an ad. You're for... going to see ads for ABC. You're going to be like Dancing with the Stars. What? Yeah, and you know, <laughs> imagine the thing got, is in the short. We got these 2.9 million or whatever it is bikes out here in yeah. treads. Yep, and, and you know they got disposable income, right? Right, and right. and so I'm, you know, and I know that initially people would lose their shit, mm-hmm. but like, right. I mean, John, you and I are roughly the same age. You, right? I mean, do you remember the first time you saw an ad on cable television and it was just like, what? An ad on cable? I watched MTV I, for like a year and a half before I saw the first commercial. And, and now, that's, I, that's like an alien concept now, right? And, right. and, the, and you know, so people are going to say, well, I'm paying all this money. Well, you pay money for cable, you get ads. Right. You pay money for, yep. you know, your daily subscription to a newspaper. That's got ads. You pay money yep. when you go to a movie theater and they make you sit through yep. 30 minutes of ads. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, yep. to those people i'd say um grow up <laughs> <laughs> or just look around and yeah. realize that this it's how it works yeah you pay for things all idea, the time though. that still right? sell you ads. if they haven't thought about it they're gonna be like "Ooh, somebody get on that right <laughs> right. i would like one percent of that ad revenue just since one I, since i came up with the <laughs> just idea 1%. just one percent just one percent thank 100%. you john foley <laughs> Because I'm sure no one there has thought of that. Yeah, exactly. They're all sitting around going like, "How much would we piss them off if we put an ad on the on the on the screen?" A lot. A lot. A lot. But is it worth the money? Oh yeah. Yes, yes. probably. Oh, yeah. Yes. Probably. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you. That is everything, right? Did I think get, so. Okay, I think well, we got I it. I was afraid I missed something. So, well, thank you, John, for joining us. And until next week, where can people find you? They can find me on. Facebook and my group or page, Run, Lift, and Live. They can find me on Instagram, Run, Lift, and Live. They can find me on the Tickety Top. My favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Or they can find me at runliftandlive.com. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Talk to you guys later. See you later. Bye. So if you're listening to this podcast, I think it's a safe assumption that you like your Peloton. But if you're looking for something to augment that, then... You should consider a tonal. You absolutely should, because it is like having an entire gym and personal trainer in your home. It knows your limits and then it pushes them higher, senses your strength and adjusts the weight automatically in real time. So awesome. And the future of fitness isn't dumbbells. It's digital weight. It uses a revolutionary system of dynamic resistance powered by electric motors for strength you can feel. Yes. And I have to tell you, I just did two live classes today, one with Coach Nicolette, one with Coach Allison. Tonal taking it live is a game changer. It is so fun. It makes the time fly by lifting what weights like it just it just feels like a party. Love it. You can finance Tonal for as low as $63 a month with 0% APR for four years. Professional installers will deliver and mount your Tonal safely and quickly so you can spend your energy working out. Try Tonal, the smartest home gym for 30 days in your home. Tonal is so confident you'll love it, they'll offer a full money-back guarantee. 
guests, visit www.tonal.com for a limited time. Get $100 off when you use promo code THECLIPOUT at checkout. That's www.tonal.com, promo code THECLIPOUT. Tonal, be your strongest. Getting the Psychological Edge with Dr. Jen. Joining us once again, Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family, and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. She was a five-year national team member in rhythmic gymnastic. She also has an app called No More Diets. It's Dr. Jen. Hello. Hi. Hello. And she's still on her bike because it's uh, it's an active recovery day. <laughs> I just couldn't get off. Yes. Maybe I lift in. And I couldn't clip out, or maybe I decided I'm going to go on the clip out, and I will clip out on the clip out. I love it. Oh, that's so fun. Uh, Well, we have a question for you. This one is from Jennifer Hansova, and she wants to know, how do you not be hard on yourself when you're coming back from an injury? It's a great, great question. I think that the first thing to do is when you're coming back from an injury to really plan out your workouts very specifically and to do it ideally with a physical trainer, with your doctor, with whatever sports medicine person you might work with in order to make sure you don't re-injure yourself and set yourself back further, but also to really look at Okay, if you hurt, you know, the muscle in the front of your leg, should you be working at the back of your leg to compensate? Should you let it rest? Should you be focusing on arms? So really come up with a regimen that is specific to your injury and that actually makes sense, but also that's a gentle increase. The worst thing that you can do both psychologically and physically is to come back at full force exactly the way you were before your injury because then you're very likely to injure yourself and also get to really, really discouraged. So pre-planning it, changing your self-talk before you get on your bike or your tread or you start your weights class or whatever it is that you're doing to be able to say to yourself, okay, my job right now is to really let my body transition back into exercise, to do injury prevention and to keep things gentle and to build on all of the positives that give yourself the room to not be where you were before and also trust your body to get you back where you actually were in time. That's a really, really good thought. If, if she's struggling with how to, what words to say, do you have any advice for what words she could use for that, that changing your talk? Um, well, first I would recommend coming up with a mantra specifically to her. One of the things I like to do with people in my practice is I will say, okay, what is the negative thought you're having? And then let's trans, let's flip that into a positive because the unconscious mind doesn't know negative words. So if you say, I will not be hard on myself, all your unconscious mind hears is I will be hard on myself. So you want to say, I will be positive. I will encourage myself, things like that. But I think that, you know, kind of some more generic ones are, I trust my body to heal. I trust my body to build itself up to where it was before. I trust my body to work well and get stronger. I will be gentle with my body to aid my recovery. Things like that, that are positives that will help you change your focus from that competitive, I got to get these numbers, I got to be where I was before, to recognizing like, This is about healing. This is about getting stronger. 
Oh, yeah, definitely. Those I are like, good ones. I like the I trust my body because it's like if you're already negative in your head, it removes you from the equation, right? Like it almost treats your body like a third person and is like, yeah. well, my body's going to do what it needs to do because that's what what bodies do by and large. I know there are exceptions, but um, but, you know, and so it, it, it kind of it, you don't have to say, you know, I'm going to be great. It's like, no, my body will fix this in time because that's yeah. how humans are by and large. Well said. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to, I was like, somebody's going to be like, I have this. I'm like, no, no, I'm not trying to be mean. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for all that. Until, uh, until next time, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, all of that uh, at Dr. Jen Man, two ends on Jen, two ends on Man. And I post all of my workouts on my Insta story so you can catch what I'm doing. And also, you can find me in Style Magazine. I have a weekly column called Hump Day with Dr. Jen that is all sex and relationship advice. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it (laughs) it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread (laughs) i didn't make a sandwich with these I just had toast. Which you love because you have toast almost every day. I do. It was the (laughs) best textured bread of this sort that I've ever had. And if you're doing the math, it's zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar, and high in fiber. So don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? (laughs) Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each, so nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away $100 or more on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say, that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, And they also come in like a million different colors and styles for your $25 you're not sacrificing comfort safety or style if you want to support the show and pick up a pair gooder is giving the clip out listeners free shipping on their first order just go to gooder.com slash tco that's g-o-o-d-r.com and use code tco to get free shipping gooder offers a 30 day money back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. Awesome. Awesome. Instructors in the news. 
everybody's been talking, or at least pretty much everybody. Maybe you're blissfully unaware, but there was an incident. In- wait, wait. I got to say, this is the part where you want to make sure you have no little ones in yes, the room. Yes, absolutely. No ears should be listening to the following segment. Okay, Correct. carry on, yes. Tom. <laughs> so, uh, Jess King's fiance, who uh, fronts a band called Brass Against, had a, an incident on stage mm-hmm. uh, that involved public urination. And people reacted vociferously to that. And mm-hmm. some people were shocked and appalled that we would report on this thing that wasn't offensive at all, according to them. Uh, they were also saying that it had nothing to do with Peloton, but they play her music on the Peloton platform. Right. Um, Jess King pushes her music on the Peloton platform and they have a cooking show together and they spend a lot of time together on publicly all of, all of Jess's uh, socials. So, yeah. so like, it, I think it's fair to yeah. include this. Absolutely. Also, when someone, it's a public performance. You're right. allowed to critique public performances. That's not a hot take. So, right. um, so anyway, we reached out to Dan Savage from right. Savage Love, and uh, much to our amazement, he said yes. Yeah. So uh, we will just jump in to our interview, our brief interview with Dan Savage. So uh, joining us today via the magic of Zoom Tube, everybody's been talking about what happened with Jess King's fiance, and there's been lots of uh, debate about mm-hmm. what. Is and isn't appropriate And so we thought Who makes more sense To weigh in On what is and isn't appropriate In matters such as this Than Dan Savage (laughs) How exciting For people who aren't familiar With Dan Savage He's been writing Savage Love uh, A weekly advice column For what 30 years-ish 30 years Wow And uh, best-selling author And a huge hit podcast And all-around nice guy Clearly raised Catholic because he has the patience of a saint dealing with us. <laughs> and so, ladies and gentlemen, and all points in between and beyond, it's Dan Savage. Hi. 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 How are you guys? <laughs> We're doing great. <laughs> so I guess we should start by just for people that might not be familiar with this story. Yeah, let's do a quick rundown. Just. Jess King's fiance is in a band. Uh, Sophia Eurista. A quick, a quick run down your leg. Yeah. There we go. There we go. You're going to fit in fine. P joke number one. Yeah. I was like, is he going to be down with my sense of humor? Turns out you're in luck. So, uh, I see what you did there. We need a little bell for each P joke. I know, right? That's true. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, she's in a band called Brass Against, which right. does like kind of brass inspired covers of like Rage Against the Machine and Tool. Yes. Yes. And uh, um, and they had a show and she had to pee and she said, I have to pee and then asked if there were any volunteers. And then she pulled said volunteer from a crowd. Yes. And, and, and said volunteer had a can on his head. OK. It becomes relevant. OK. And peed mm-hmm. on his face. Mm hmm. And in his face hole. Yes. And then when she was done, uh, he got up and took that can and his mouth and spit all over the crowd in the front so, and like and then took the can and like shook it all over everybody in the front that was right there. Uh, and then she told him to get the F off the stage as well. She kicked him off the stage. Like, I think physically I, I didn't actually see that part. I read it. So I might be adding details yeah. there. But I know she told him to get off the stage. Um, okay. Wow. So that That's is the full. So. You want to help us unpack that? Yeah, yeah. We'll turn it over to you, expert. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. Except I, I watched the video and that that isn't a woman who hasn't peed in somebody's face before. <laughs> that wasn't her first time to the piss rodeo. Um, you know, piss play is one of those things that 
when you want to look at what's different about sort of men's sexuality and women's sexuality, it's often very instructive to look at gay men and lesbians and compare. Okay. And piss play is not considered that like crazy or out there or kinky in gay male communities. It's not ubiquitous. It's not, uh, you know, sta- it doesn't come standard with a gay man. <laughs> but like for a lot of young boys, pee is a toy and we're really familiar with it. We pee in the snow, we play with it, you make arcs. Like pee is a toy ghostbusters um, crossing the streams right exactly yeah. <laughs> and so and it's also very deeply symbolic of the penis and like so like a lot of gay men are comfortable like peeing on each other in the shower just like playing and conversely or, or an interesting comparison is in lesbian communities how much comfort there tends to be with sometimes blood play like in lesbian bdsm communities oh, like okay, okay. Your blood play and lesbians more comfortable with period sex than like straight guys or opposite sex couples might be. Okay. Because women are more inti- intimately familiar with blood. You don't see blood play in gay male communities. Also Never thought part, about like, it, but that makes perfect totally, sense. Yeah. yeah, totally. You know, also in part because of the HIV AIDS epidemic, which is going to put a damper on it. Terrifying. Yeah, absolutely. And so like for me, I, I watched that video and I was like, okay, the straight people are going to freak the fuck out. <laughs> Check the that gay box. Guys, are going to go, okay, either I've been there, done that, or somebody's asked and I said no, but I didn't freak out. Uh, and a lot of lesbians are going to be like, wait, what? Because lesbians don't play with piss to that extent. I have been saying for 30 years, you know, there's a column I wrote literally practically 30 years ago, offering advice to somebody, you know, a straight woman who was freaked out because her husband wanted her to pee on him. That, you know, and she compared it to, you know, pooping on him. And it's like, yeah, it's not the same at all. And if, you know, you had a pitcher of beer, he is just so much hot water. It's not like morning piss when your kidneys are failing and it's orange. Like, yeah. it's just kind of clear and hot. <laughs> and so, yeah, I watched that video going, yeah, people are going to freak out. And clearly the lead singer was in a relationship with someone into piss or she's into piss, one of the rare women who are into piss themselves as opposed to getting into it because a male partner wanted to get into it. And she had a comfort level with it and an assumption that her audience yeah. and bandmates <laughs> would have a comfort level with it that didn't turn out to be true. Yeah. 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 So here's, here's, here's where I get flummoxed. Cause like if two people want to do that, like that in the privacy of their own home whatever. or whatever, that's but their... this wasn't the privacy of their own home, right? This is a, this is a festival show. So it's not even exclusively their fans and, and, and an all ages, all ages show. And I kind of feel like wow. at that point they're, they're pulling people into their thing. Yeah. Right? Cause like one of the yeah. things that keeps coming up is like, they were consenting adults. Why is anybody getting upset over this? But, but like not everybody there consented to be part of that. But then on the other hand, she warned them she was going to do it. So at what point? I don't even know what the rest of the question is there. But <laughs> but like, <laughs> I don't know what the what the yeah, appropriateness. Nobody, nobody says when they see a wedding party piling out of a church. Oh, my God, those straight people are involving all of us in their private consensual sexual conduct. <laughs> even though we can infer from the groom and the bride that sure. there's been some fucking going on there. Or but we'll he's also be, not going to yeah. bend her over the altar presumably yeah but like (laughs) pee on your face isn't necessarily sexual contact right like people people have this freak out when like somebody takes somebody else out on a dog collar and a leash okay there's no sexual contact there but like oh my god they're telling us that they're kinky 
right? Right. And people freak out about that. When a bride and a groom come tumbling out of a church, they're telling us they're religious. They're telling us they're probably vanilla. They're telling us they have heterosexual intercourse. They're telling us a lot, but because it's normative, nobody has a problem with being involved in their sex life because you saw them tumbling out of the church after their wedding and having rice. I don't know, but we didn't, we still didn't watch the act versus we watched this act. Isn't that a little different? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that, that's that, to true. me, that's the difference. It's not like she announced I'm into this. It's she's like, here I am doing this. Yeah. And yeah, I, I guess, yeah, and you're right. Like an all ages festival show. So right. not even fans. Right. And there was no one on stage who could tap her on the shoulder and say, hey, why don't you just like run off to the porta yeah, like, potty? What are you doing? I, I keep landing on if I go to a Gallagher concert and I walk out with watermelon on me, like that's on me, right? Like that's not a secret. But if I go to a Jim Gaffigan concert and I walk out with watermelon on me, that's a different. Or piss. Or piss. <laughs> Whichever. And watermelon I, sports. I have another question, too. Is mm. is this considered is this considered cheating? Does it bring into the concept cheating? Like it would because on it's what not their I know it's are. their rules for sure. <laughs> but but like does her fiance who works at Peloton have a right to be upset at this uh, on just how it looks to the rest of the world? He has a right to feel it's a she. Oh, it's a she, sorry. She, she's, she. she has the right to feel her feelings whatever they might be. You know, even if it was okay with her for her girlfriend, I guess her fiance, I'm not familiar with these people to pee on strangers. Maybe that's not something she wanted known generally. There are a lot of people who are in open relationships who are what we call socially monogamous, but not sexually monogamous. Mm -hmm. They want to be perceived as monogamous, even if technically they aren't. And maybe that's who they are. We can only speculate. Right. But yeah, they're upset that. You know, you can't tell someone they don't have a right to be upset if they're upset. And the person who did the thing that pissed them off, ha ha ha, didn't even get a bell. That's low hanging fruit there. Um, is going to have to to make amends. Uh, I guess, like the more you tell me about it, I'm more shocked that there were minors present. If it was an all ages show, mm-hmm. and that they then she sprayed the crowd with yeah, the from- she didn't. The the, the guy, guy who she, she brought peed on did in fairness. Oh my! But God. like, but then that's the situation you start to create, and, right. and it's like when people say that, like, oh, you don't have a right to critique this. I, I kind of land on the idea of like. Well, you did it on a stage, right? Like, like if she oh, came absolutely. out and hit we a bad a... note, I have a right to critique that, right? Like, it's not, it's not kink shaming at all to critique this. Yeah. Okay. Um, that said, you know, who knows? This is also one of those things where was it sexual? We don't know. Like it was. It was weird on? because she announced it by saying she had a fantasy to do it, but then followed that sentence up by saying, "Not because I'm into weird shit." So I don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, there, there's a there's a mountain you can climb near where I live in Seattle. They're called oh god, what are they called? Uh, there's some like little series of lakes. And very famously there are up there what they call the piss goats because they're <laughs> starved for whatever it is in piss, ammonia or iron or whatever. And so if you go up there and you're a hiker and you take a leak, the goats will come and drink your piss. Like, they'll come and lick up the little puddle, but if you like just pee a strong stream the goat will like open its mouth and you'll be peeing in a goat's mouth and the <laughs> philosophical question then becomes is this bestiality well only if you're into it only if you went up there because it turned you on to pee into a goat's mouth then i guess it's bestiality but if it's just incidental you're up there peeing and then the goat like runs over and is suddenly drinking your piss and it doesn't turn you on it's not bestiality like the same thing applies here okay was this 
piss play? Was this sexual and a kink? Well, it depends on what he was feeling and what she was feeling. My, in my experience, somebody who opens their mouth to let somebody else pee into their mouth, who is a human, not a goat, (laughs) it does that because it turns them on, does that because it's sexual. And of course, it being public can be a whole other layer to the kink. But ultimately, unless we can sit these people down and depose them <laughs> and search their browser histories, we can't know if it was sexual for them or not. First off, we would pee-pose them. <laughs> Second, <laughs> I would argue that it can't be a turn-on to pee into the goat's mouth because if you were turned on, you'd be peeing straight in the air and not in the goat's mouth. Oh, my God. Well, what goes up must come down. You can pee straight up into the air and form a nice long arc that well, now it's like a ends circus in the goat. goat's mouth. Now, I'm not, not, it's not a sex thing, but I kind of want to see that. And, and, and you have, but no, no, no. I have, to, I have to disabuse you of that notion. You can pee with an erection. You can bend an erection and point it. You can bend your legs and shift your hips to point the erection that you're peeing with. And also, a lot of people who are into piss play are turned on by it, but can will themselves to be soft while they're peeing really uh, and it's still arousing for them that's fascinating so i would also like to to say that the people who are upset that feel like she's being kink shamed yeah because of this (laughs) (laughs) i I snorted and rolled my eyes you can't see me i I thought you were snoring i was like oh my god oh my god first of all like the problem with that is like a, a huge part of what makes piss play a turn on is it's transgressive. People, it's transgressive. Exactly and it's where I was wrong going. And it's naughty and it's bad. Right. And it's going to freak most people out. So if you get that reaction, oh, naughty, wrong, bad, that's freaky. That's not kink shaming. That's doing them a favor. Supporting. That's yeah. buttressing your kink. That's yes. making what you did for you hotter. It's exactly like, where I was going. Well, Dan, thank you so much. I, uh, I'm a huge fan of your show. It's one of the only ones I listen, make a point to listen to the day it comes out. Yes. And so thank you again. And uh, if before we let you go, just let everybody know where they can find you and all of your things. Uh, my column, Savage Love, and my podcast, The Savage Love Cast, you can find them both at www.savage.com. Love. Also, my column runs in a bunch of publications all over North America. And thank you guys for bringing this story to my attention. I wanted to open my show with it this week because you guys are the ones who told me about it. I waited to talk with you about it first. I might talk about it on my show next week. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate that. That's very touching. And and people listening don't really realize with you in another country and my Gmail kept sending everything to spam. It has been an absolute nightmare (laughs) communicating with you through no fault of either of ours, but you've been super patient and we are super appreciative and, uh, and cannot thank you enough. Well, thank you very much for having me. It was a real blast. Thank you. Bye. 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 So that was a lot of fun. It was, it was, very I cool. uh, I was stunned that I actually got a yes. So sometimes you ask the questions and uh, who knows what happens. So um, we should also, in fairness, tell the rest of the rest of the story because I'm Paul Harvey all of a sudden. Uh, <laughs> but Sophia did issue a statement finally because there had been radio silence from both her camp and just King's Instagram pages were eerily quiet for a while. They were. And uh, but she did issue a statement, which we feel that we should share with people. Yep. 
It says, hey, everyone, I want to speak to my performance at Rockville Metal Festival in Daytona. I have always pushed the limits in music and on stage. That night, I pushed the limits too far. I love my family, the band, and the fans more than anything, and I know that some were hurt or offended by what I did. I apologize to them and want them to know that I didn't mean to hurt them. I am not a shock artist. I always want to put the music first. I'm grateful for all of your continued love and support. Awesome. How many P's and apologize? Nice. You know, and on a on a personal note, I would just like to say that when I posted about it, I posted about it in a way that said, beware, there is graphic content ahead. Um, And I did use the word that it was I was horrified because I was like I was horrified to watch it. That does not mean that I feel like everybody should be or that everybody should have the same feelings that I do. But there's a a lot of very strong opinions around this. So. Well, glad that's over. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, somewhere there's an OPP joke in there. Oh, but on a <laughs> lots, lot of levels, lots. on multiple levels. <laughs> but uh, with that being said, we should probably uh, move on to the next topic. Okay. Which is dan- <laughs> another controversy. Another. Well, this isn't really controversy. This is, a, this is dancing with the stars. So uh, Cody made made it to the to the finals. He did make it to the finals. So I know you didn't get to watch last week, but um, the there were there was a double elimination night. It was semifinals and he and Cheryl danced. Uh, they had a redemption round and they got I believe it was a thirty five and then they danced the second time and they got a thirty eight. Yes, the 38. And so they were in the very bottom. Like they were the last place that night of the six remaining couples. And so it was, let's just say that we have to remember that part of what happens comes from the judges' scores. Right. But then they mix that in with the people voting at home, which is why it's so important that we at home vote. Right. And um, and so we did and we saved Cody. He was one of the safe couples. He did not make it to the bottom two. And uh, sadly, some other people went home. And also, sadly, let me tell you, Dancing with the Stars fans, they were not happy. Yes. There were some people that were not happy They that the Peloton cult is um, voting in force. So. Yes. They are losing their minds that uh, they can have that sort of impact on the on the outcome because they vote in droves. And uh, did you scroll down to some of these uh, these tweets in here? It's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, try, me trying to figure out why SUNY got eliminated and not Cody. And then go past that and do the do the one that's like this. This this is funny. Um, what Cody went to the finals and Melora didn't. And there's like major side eye from a dog. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, <laughs> I want to see the Scrooge one. The the little Scroogey guy. I can't find him. <laughs> oh well. Anyway, there's a lot to scroll through. There's I'm a trying. lot to scroll for, through. They were very angry. This this one's funny. Me next week trying to vote for everyone but Cody to combat the Peloton cult votes. And there's like this he has like, like a piano like 30 <laughs> phones <laughs> all open. Yeah. But yeah, so like they are uh, they are not happy. So everyone's trying to uh, figure out ways. To- there it is. That's my favorite one. Peloton community reading all the comments, questioning how Cody got through to the finals. And then you play. His little smile. It's the, a- the Grinch <laughs> giving you an evil grin. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think you're going to have a hard time uh, pulling that one off. I don't know. It's uh, it'll be interesting. I, I still think Jojo's going to win. That's been my take on it the whole time. Yeah. I don't know if uh, Cody will make it to the bottom two or not. Yeah. 
Uh, also, Cody making the rounds, he was on the Kelly Clarkson show. He sure was. He talked about his uh, journey from growing up homeless, and he talked about the entire Dancing with the Stars experience, what that's been like. It was a very good interview, and uh, he seemed to really enjoy it. So good for him. That's really cool. Men's Health uh, has an article, Their Picks for Best Peloton Instructors to Guide Your Sweat Sessions. I see Cody is right there. Uh, Cody's right everywhere. <laughs> I haven't read this article. It was men's health. Yeah. Oh, you're not like not allowed. <laughs> I'm just joking. I just didn't have time to read this one. So they have Robin as spin and then they have Cody as spin. Who else do they have in here? Uh, Why they all say spin? Of course it's spin. Well, no, not. No, there's oh, lots of other. Oh, because it could be for running. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ben Aldis is spin. Allie Love is spin. Dennis. So they, they just name all the instructors. I know, right? <laughs> Matt Wilpers. Now we got Adrian Williams for strength training. Yeah. Bex you, Gentry for running. But you also get little uh, like blurbs on why they think that that person is. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. There's a little bit of, uh, you know, why, like you said. Right. So you get a little bit about that. And there's Dr. Chelsea Jackson Roberts for yes. yoga and meditation. So it goes through in all sorts of different uh, disciplines and gives you some suggestions and some. This is a good article to send yeah. to people who are like, who should I try? Absolutely. Michelle K. <laughs> Michelle K from Shape Magazine has an article how uh, Peloton's Jess Sims and her dog stay active throughout the colder months. So I'm going to call Michelle K out right here. Uh oh, uh oh, Michelle, so run! She's burying a story right here because I don't, I don't even know how to say this. And I, but Jess Sims' dog peed on a fire hydrant, <gasps> and. <laughs> I was outraged. Oh, my God. Well, so Michelle K. Michelle K, you you got to report these things. You can't just bury them. No, you got you got to tell the whole story. Poor Sienna. <laughs> Sienna was horribly embarrassed when we brought it up. Yes. That's what I heard. Who do you think's better uh, housebroken, Sienna or Sophia? <laughs> <gasps> oh, my God. At Tom. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> But I know a lot of people also appreciated that. So <laughs> some of these I just do for me. Oh, boy. Whole Foods magazine is reporting that Kendall Tool has signed a partnership to rep Aloha, Aloha. which is a plant based protein product. Yeah. Good for Kendall. Absolutely. She's been everywhere lately, too. She's really getting a lot of uh, a lot of stuff in. That's awesome. Robin Arzan was on Good Morning America. Yeah, she was on and she's talking all about her book, Strong Mama. So she is starting to make the rounds. That's pretty darn cool. Absolutely. Adrian Williams uh, sat down with InStyle and gave them uh, a tricep workout for toned arms. No, no, no. The best tricep workout. Oh, sorry. Sorry. The best tricep workout for my apologies adrian <laughs> it says the only exercise you'll need to get that coveted tricep divot which he does have i will say calm down i'm just i was just saying he has a mind too you know i know he does he's a very smart man speaking of tricep divots <laughs> tune day right those <laughs> arms seriously arm goals always she was featured in self magazine Yep, and she's sharing her wind-down wisdom. And I love the tagline, I take baths, don't judge me. <laughs> why, <laughs> why would we judge you, Tune Day? Why would she, we judge her? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's the least offensive liquid-based thing we've seen this week. It's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, baths are okay. 
Well, it's also something she's not she's it, not taking a bath while she's it's giving the, the interview. It's it's the showers people had a problem with. <laughs> Clip out. Returning once again via the magic of Zoom Tube is Angelo from MetPro here to answer your nutrition questions. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Hi. Hey guys. Great to be back. Well, it's great to have you back. Uh, we really appreciate you helping out the Clip Out community. Uh, we have another question from one of our members, Christina Ribeiro. She is looking for some advice, uh, specifically how to break bad eating habits. And hers is she doesn't like to throw food away. So she eats everything on... Uh-huh on her kids plates that they don't they don't eat so (laughs) she said the worst ones are the lunch boxes that come home in the afternoon she says she's not even hungry (laughs) here i'll step i'll step in i have an answer for this Uh just stop eating meals of your own and just eat their leftovers (laughs) done 56 seconds where can they find you no that's it metro.com slash tco Oh man, you know I'm such I'm gonna be such a hypocrite. Uh, Christina, was that it? Yes. Uh, because I have the exact same problem. You do the same thing. <laughs> same problem. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people do is I'm so value oriented. I'm you know I'm such a good Jewish kid. You know <laughs> I I can't if there's something it's like wait. That was that was a perfectly good sandwich. Even though, you know, the bread is stale, but it's it's perfectly good, you know. And there's there's kids in third world countries starving to death. How can I possibly not eat? My mind goes there, but that's not my circumstance today. And if I eat everything that is left over and I get squeeze that value out of it, of course I end up just hurting myself. And so you know that, Christina. I mean, it's kind of tongue in cheek. We're talking about it. it's funny. We can't pass up the opportunity for the jokes, but <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Tom definitely yeah. can't. Pass it's up. like leftover kid food for me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but here, here is the actual big picture answer, and this is often the answer to a lot of checks. People say, "Well, how do I have a sweet tooth, or I have, you know, a cravings for this, or, uh, or I'm eating leftovers, my own, my husband." husbands, uh, my families, or my kids. The uh, table next to you. Right. Yeah, the, yeah. the next door neighbors. They <laughs> think it's weird. So the answer is actually to not be hungry because you've eaten your healthy, good food. Because nine out of 10 times, when are you grabbing those leftovers? I guarantee I know the answer. It's because you're busy. You're a mom. I know you can just by that fact, I know you're swamped. You got deadlines. You got to drop off Johnny and pick up Julie and you still have this to do and that to do. And then there's household chores and everything that you're juggling. So you haven't had a bite to eat since 930 in the morning. Now it's 230 and here's Judy's leftovers. So what do you do? Exactly. Exactly. That is that's exactly right. And even if you're not hungry, the food's still not going to its intended target. Right. 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 You know. That's, that's it. Not an intended target. And it's Nailed and it. it's also not like you you can do anything with. I mean, I, I nobody really wants to waste food, but it's not also like you're. There's not a system where you can pack that up and ship it to the homeless. Like so, especially when it's like it's pre it's not prepackaged. You know, yeah. it's like you've made a sandwich. You can't right. You can't just hand that sandwich to somebody. It's just it's not the way the world works. We'll pull in. A, I had a, we'll, one client. 
Sorry, Tom. No, I, I was going to say real quick, we'll pull in a Dr. Jen. Think of it like intuitive eating. If you're not hungry, you don't need to eat, graze on your uh, your kids' leftovers. Don't eat it. That's right. You're just yeah. not hungry. It's okay. Yes. So you were going to say real quick, you had a client? Absolutely. I had a client who he always needed the value proposition. He always needed the value proposition. It's just, it, you know, it, we would joke about it, but it, it worked for him. So I said, here's what you're going to do. I actually told a client to do this. They say all the food that you would be losing out on because you're just tossing it out. Now, in this case, we're talking about mostly desserts. He's like, Angelo, I can't have a piece of pie and then just throw the rest of the pie. It's a perfectly good pie, he would I, say. I hear I'd say, him. All right. I hear him. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I, I have the same challenge. I said, add up the cents and dollars. At the end of the week, tell me how much money you threw out. Write it on one sheet of paper. Now, on another sheet of paper, write down the amount of money you would pay to reach your health and fitness goals. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's really good. See which one's higher. And he goes, okay, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that's a really good one. I like that. We all have our metrics. That's I like right. to know why. Mm-hmm. I'm all, I'm about that with any everything. When I was a checker at a grocery store and they were like, write this information on a check when you take, why? Like, and why once he told me that? why I was writing this random number, seemingly random number, I'm like, oh, okay, now, <laughs> now I'll do I it. Now I got it. Now I'll do it. It's before it was just yep. write this. And I'm like, that Also, if yep. you can, make your own desserts because those are so much cheaper to throw away like like i made my my daughter i did a box version of my daughter's birthday cake this year and because i knew i wasn't going to be eating it and um and so i didn't want to just throw away a bakery cake because those are so expensive but a, a box is much easier you know it's a few dollars so that's a lot easier to wrap my head around yeah than a 30 dollar <laughs> yeah bakery exactly cake. Yeah, exactly totally. <laughs> well thank you so much for answering that question until next time if people want uh, met pro type information tailored for for their own fitness needs, where can they find you? Metpro.co slash TCO. Wonderful. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Peloton in the news. Women's health. We talked about men's health earlier, so fair t- fair time. And I have right, no excuse because I didn't read this one either. Okay. <laughs> Women's health is talking about Peloton's new AI movement tracker and how it's revolutionizing strength. Yeah, so they're talking about the guide for anybody who doesn't know or didn't listen to last week's episode. Peloton dropped the guide and that's what this is all about. And so um, it's saying that like training smarter is is how you're going to level up your fitness routine, which is where the guide comes in. And so they're really excited about it. So we will see what happens. Also, while we're talking about the guide, uh, there was some question last week about the wearable that comes along with the guide. And can you get the wearable without purchasing the guide? Yeah. And I heard from a little birdie that the wearable will be sold separately for eighty nine dollars. Not sure when it's going to be available, but it will and it will be sold separately. So that's what I had talked about last week. That was like light years away from the previous wearable. And so um, people should be excited about this. This will be great. More news from Australia because the Women's Health article was from Australia. That's why revolutionizing was spelled with an S. And this is from SMH.com. It probably stands for something, but I don't know. Mm -hmm. Maybe Mm -hmm. they shake their heads a lot down there. Something health, I think. Okay, I was thinking shaking my head like they're just like, oh, my God. Right. Yeah. They they heard your jokes this week. I'm sure they were. (laughs) I'll do it. I'll do it. (laughs) 
Everybody was challenging me. They wanted me to. Oh, I know. We yeah. got lots of requests for the jokes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still trying to sneak in my urethra Franklin joke. I'm not really sure how to get that one in there. I'm, but, I'm uh, disappointed you did not use your streaming joke. What? I'm, I'm disappointed. That was pretty funny. Okay. Uh, so, uh, and maybe I still was, and now you, oh, oh man. <laughs> Should we take it out? Should I take nah, it out? Nah, it's okay. fine. So uh, they are just writing an article. We I referenced this briefly earlier. Could the pandemic craze be on Apple's radar? Pandemic craze meaning Peloton. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, this is this is yet another uh, outlet kind of theorizing that, you know, Apple might be looking to buy Peloton. Now, I just got to say, as a longtime Peloton user, this this has been out in the the ether for a very long time. People have been talking about this. Right. It has not happened. I personally don't think it will happen. I think there's a lot of Apple fans that would love to see those two lines merge. But and I think there's also a lot of fan fiction right now about like, well, if the price drops low enough on the stock, it's almost like how could they not buy it mm-hmm. and so but you know we shall see what comes out <laughs> just for the record that was a teen mom joke not a peen joke uh, that's right <laughs> cnet.com is a uh, kind of spotlighting all the different black friday peloton deals there are and there are plenty yeah, I've seen uh, a lot of information about this. Uh, one thing I want to note is we had several people mention to us that the article had listed incorrectly that the um, app price was on sale from thirty nine ninety nine to twelve ninety nine. That's only if you're an app user, so <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> yeah. it doesn't count. Yeah. Um, but you can get one hundred and fifty dollars off when you buy the bike off of accessories. When you buy the bike, you have to scroll. And then they had the bike essentials package for fourteen ninety five. So that's like getting the bike essentials package for the the, the equipment for free when you right. buy the bike. Uh, then the bike works package is fifteen ninety five. So again, that's like getting all the extra equipment for free. So that's amazing. Uh, then they have the bike family package for seventeen ninety five. So again, you're basically getting all this stuff like. At a very reduced price. Yeah. And then $350 off the bike plus. So that's a fantastic deal. We wondered if we would see a sale on the bike plus this year. Yeah. Uh, obviously we are. And then uh, $200 off accessories with a tread. Excuse me. $250 off accessories with a tread. And then, of course, all the packages. They yeah. have those at reduced prices as well. So if you've been waiting to pull the trigger on a on a tread, this might be your time to shine. Or a bike. Bike plus. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, but totally. There's, there's people from... out there that have the, the bike. And, and there's also people that listen that they only have like a different kind of bike and they use they just use the app. So this is a good time to move over if you've been thinking about it. And also, if you've been thinking about it, I I heard that uh, United Healthcare. So those of you who are fully insured United Healthcare members, they right. Peloton is offering the option to purchase the bike, the bike plus, or the tread for a discounted price. So the Peloton bike is going to be twelve ninety five. Wow. Peloton bike plus is going to be twenty two ninety five, and the Peloton tread twenty three forty five. But get this, Tom. Okay. Between now and Cyber Monday, you can stack that with the holiday promos. So the promos that we just gave you, right. you can stack this as well. So you can get both discounts. Holy cow. You can only do that through inside sales. You cannot do that through a store, just so you know. That's a that's wow. Yeah. That's pretty quite impressive. A, quite a deal for those and again that's for United Healthcare members only. We've got another smart TV that's going to be incorporating the Peloton app. 
Yeah, this time they're going with uh, the LG smart TVs. They are they are going to have the Peloton app on all of those televisions past a certain point, of course. So that's pretty cool. Absolutely. Just seeing that creep out into more and more smart TVs to where it's just kind of, of course, it's there. What was that TV we had that that we had to get rid of because it didn't work with anything anymore? Was it? No, I don't remember what it was. (laughs) I forget what it was. I think it was. I don't Lenovo? even remember. Is that no, a thing? I thought it was better, a better TV than that. But, but yeah, like it was, it was no longer functioning with anything. And we just finally were like, okay. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. It was a good TV, and then all of a sudden, nothing was working, so yeah. we got rid of it. The Washington Post is writing about the new wave of home fitness gear and the usage of cameras that is starting to be incorporated. Yeah, and they're talking about how this is going to be something we're seeing a lot more of. So they talk about that that the the new Peloton Guide has it, the Tempo has it, Tonal has one, but they haven't started using it yet. And then, of course, the Peloton Bike and Tread have a, a, a camera, but they don't use it right. in that way on the bike. So it will be interesting. And the Tempo Move, has it's it doesn't have a camera, but what it does do is it incorporates your iPhone and your iPhone uses the image that it picks up to be able to do form correction and feedback. I guess it would be hard for the camera on the bike to judge your form because it probably can't see the parts of your body it would need to. Yeah, um, I think that that would be difficult to do for the bike and for the tread. But one of our uh, listeners, Mike Weber, I believe, had suggested that it would have been cool on the bike plus in particular if they had added the kind of guide thing that they're doing if they had added that to the bike plus because that has a swivel on it so you could have used equipment that you already have to be able to do your strength workouts and have it do the form feedback which i i thought that would have been great i i don't know that how easy that would have been to like go back and retrofit things you've already sold but um the idea itself is amazing yeah totally and then there was a post in the OPP. We don't go there often, but <laughs> uh, like we say, we read the OPP, so you don't have to. Yeah. And about some problems with some Peloton apparel holding up for people. Yeah, this happened pretty quickly, uh, and I've heard a few things about this, so I just wanted to bring it up. But the Ivy Park Peloton leggings that have the Adidas three, like triple stripe on mm-hmm. them, the triple stripe is coming off, like peeling off really bad like and and after one workout like this is not something like she washed it and dried it and didn't treat it well and i mean it hasn't been out that long no no (laughs) it hasn't too much to it so um yeah not not good no not Not good hopefully this was just like a you know just a bad she just got a bad one for whatever reason i'm hoping that's the case that certainly can happen absolutely peloton in court who's suing peloton now you know, it's not often that we get to report a Peloton lawsuit where they're the ones suing and not being sued. That's true. So this is a refreshing change of pace. Uh, so uh, Peloton is suing its rivals over its on-demand classes. Yeah. So they went after uh, Echelon and iFit uh, because they... Uh, can you can you scroll to the exact wording? I just want to make sure I get this here. It says the issue at hand is that Peloton says Echelon and iFit are gaining free rides from its technology. Oh, I love what they did there. Uh, that was wor- funny. Wordplay. Wordplay. Um, I'm like piss play. Um, <laughs> and um, Sing. so this really cracked me up because, I mean, we've been saying this for years 
And there's already existing lawsuits, but I guess they had to refresh the lawsuits because some of it's kind of died off. And so they had to kind of start over. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Uh, so I don't think I didn't think lawsuits work. Like, I don't know what. The, but yeah, so it says for Echelon, they called out the company's connected bikes, rowers and treadmills, all of which offer similar features, but for significantly less during the pandemic. Echelon wares were often referred to as Peloton alternatives. Echelon claimed to have developed a five hundred dollar prime bike for Amazon, but Amazon later denied that partnership. <laughs> womp womp. Yeah. <laughs> So and then they did the same thing for iFit. So what they're asking for, what Peloton is asking for is a court order that would prevent iFit and Echelon from infringing on its patents as well as compensation. If granted, that would have or could have a massive impact on the connected fitness space. Most, if not all, modern fitness hardware involves some sort of on-demand classes and leaderboards, similar gadgets like Mirror, Tonal, the SoulCycle bike, Hydro, and dozens of other lesser known brands have popped up in the Peloton's wakes. I have to say, though, Tonal, you're going to have to leave out of this because Tonal came up with their own leaderboard that's completely different. It looks nothing like Peloton's and they came about it from a totally different way. Like they don't they don't do competition the way Peloton does. Like they have a whole different outlook on it. So um, it will be very interesting to see what happens with this. I also can't help but wonder. I know it takes a while to get a lawsuit up and ready to file, but it's hard not to see it through the prism of the stock price drop. If they're just like, we got to get more aggressive about going after competitors. Maybe wouldn't shock me. But but yeah, like on the other hand, that's probably been in the works for a while. So I don't I don't know. It looks reactionary, though, regardless Peloton Artist Collaboration. So we have two new artist collaborations. One is with Peter Maffei. We're going to go with that because okay. that's how I thought you pronounced it as well. Yeah. Um, and that's a German artist for anybody who ah, doesn't know. I uh, was so happy when I find out that they're artists from like that are big in like Germany. I'm like, OK, I'm not that old. That I've never well, even heard of this guy. There's plenty of them we don't know. And I know. right here in the U.S. But, but this me, one isn't. I don't have to feel bad about not knowing this guy because I'm not German. We should have had Gail come on and talk to us about it because I bet she knows all about this artist. She she's, probably does. She's on top of all of these artists because yes. of what she does for a living. But um, there's going to be a run with Tobias on Wednesday. And then, uh, then there was a ride with Eric on Friday. So that's this week. So if you haven't had a chance to take them. Go check them out if you like to take the German classes. And one that will probably be a little more mass appeal. A little more familiar to the U.S. folks, that's for sure. Foo Fighters are getting a Peloton Artist Series, and people are super stoked about that. Yeah, because we're old, and we recognize this one, and yes. we're really excited about it. I'm actually, <laughs> under my hoodie, I'm wearing a... a are Foo, you really? Well, not a Foo Fighters shirt. It's my one where it's a close-up of the head of a Dalek. Oh, and it says who fighters. Oh, okay. Because they fight Dr. Who. Yes, yes. Because yes. I am a big giant nerd. Yeah, Ner- <laughs> nerd. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, tons of classes for the Foo Fighters. So make sure you check those out as well. All on demand at this point. In case you missed it. There's going to be a turkey burn run or turkey burn run ride, whatever. So calm All of them. the hell down. I know. Everybody's like, why aren't we seeing them? Why aren't we seeing them? They get very nervous and we don't have this out on the schedule. Uh, but Thursday, there's tons of classes for you to take. There's the turkey trot with Maddie. It's going to hit drop on demand at 6 a.m. Eastern. Then uh, Matt Wilpers. There's the 30 minute turkey trot with Matt Wilpers, Marcel Dinkins and Kirsten 
on demand at 6 a.m. Eastern. Then there's the Turkey Burn Ride with Alex at 8 a.m. Eastern. And then the 10, a 30-minute Turkey Burn Run with Marcel at 9, a 30-minute Fit Family Live with Just Sims, 45-minute Turkey Burn Yoga Flow with Ross, and a 45-minute Turkey Burn Ride with Robin at 11. So there's tons of other classes that are happening all week. It's Gratitude Week. So then for Friday, there's the Heat Up Ride with Hannah Frankson uh, at 8 a.m. Eastern. Heat, heated Up Tread Boot Camp with Adrian, 9 a.m. Eastern. 75-minute Heated Up Power Yoga with Kristen. Heated Up Strength with Rebecca. Heated Up Bike Boot Camp with Cody at 11. 30-minute Heated Up Ride with Myla. Uh, and then the 45-minute Heated Up Run with Susie on Friday. Tons of opportunities. Lots of classes all week long. So it's gratitude week, but we are just focusing on Thursday and Friday just so we're not reading all of the classes <laughs> to you. That would be boring. It would. But uh, my apologies to everyone in like Germany and Australia who wake up Thursday morning and they're like, what the hell's with all the turkey stuff? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. There's yet another new uh, Peloton apparel drop. Yeah, this was the holiday drop. And uh, so, you know, honestly, I haven't been tempted to buy anything in months. Mm -hmm. And I was tempted. I not only was tempted. I was I, like, I think you were more than tempted. I just gave in to that temptation and I bought a lot. Like these are these are my colors, these jewel tones. Like that's what's hard for me to say no to. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And they've also I'm, been pushing a Black Friday sale. I got an email about it today. Yes. And uh, all those coupons that I've got 20% coupons. So might as well use them. So we have instructors that are stepping into the world of meditation. We do. So this is very exciting. We have Kira Michelle, Nico Sarani, and Tia Mariana. All three have now added meditations to their workouts. And very exciting. We now have meditations in German and Spanish. Dr. Jen has been dying for these Spanish meditations. So she is, is she so, fluent in Spanish? I, I don't know, but she's been very excited about this. Like she's talked to me about this for a long time. She's yeah. very, very excited. So it is finally here. Checking in with the Peloton community. So joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube, it's Ronnie Schultz. Hey, Ronnie, how's it going? Hi. Very well, thank you. Happy to see you guys. You too. I so enjoy our chats, and so this is a real pleasure to be able to do this. I know that you have been a Pelotonian for a very long time, but how did you originally find Peloton? And like, I feel like you've been on Peloton forever. So when did you first get into the Peloton world? February was three years. So this coming February will be four years. Aw, that's awesome. Yay. How I got into it, I was a little resistant to it because I have never done any cycling in my life. Okay. And I have a treadmill that became a bra hanger. <laughs> Not just so, clothes, bra hanger. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> so Lainey, we live a few blocks from the 23rd Street studio. Yeah. Former studio. And she knows I exercise and I do a lot of yoga and she knows how much I like all that stuff. And she said, why don't we go look at the Peloton? And I said, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. I've never taken a cycling class. And with my heart, I, I don't even think I could do it. And she worked on me for like two months. <laughs> And then one Sunday afternoon, we walked in and there was Jen Sherman. And I met Jen Sherman. Of course, I never. Well, that's not true. I did watch some Peloton classes prior to that. But with that said, once I got on the Peloton, I said, I'm in. It was love at first sight. 
like 30 seconds. <laughs> well, and Jen Sherman probably helped that along, too. She's a light. I mean, she's just wonderful. I'm like, judging by the accent, I feel like you have similar sensibilities. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, what accent? You're the weirdo that talks funny. For real. <laughs> when I make an order on L.L. Bean and I give my address, they fill in the city and the state. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so were you doing much of anything at all? Was that your first kind of commitment to exercise or you just been doing yeah. other things? I had an elliptical that I used and I stopped using it. I wasn't a big fan of cardio. I've always liked I get it. strength training and I've always loved yoga. So I know that there's like you were just talking about, you said your heart whenever you're talking about going to the studio or doing the bike, you didn't think you could do it. Tell us about all of that and how you came to have your issues with your heart. I've had palpitations since I was about 13 years old. So it's a long time. I turned 65 this year. Wow. And with that said, when I was 39, the very first time Lainey and I played hooky from work in our lives. We go to the Regis and Kathy Lee show. What a date. I mean, that's a story in and of itself. Like you played hooky <laughs> to go to Regis and Kathy Lee. I love that. Okay, sorry. Well, <laughs> and then at the end of the taping, I said to Lainey, I think we need to go to Mark. Mark was our internist at the time. And we go and Mark says to me, I have to put you in the hospital. You have atrial fibrillation. I was 39 years old, number one, and I never heard of atrial fibrillation. I didn't know what it was. And he says, you're not going to die from it, but we need to put you on a blood thinner so you don't have a stroke. And they rushed me to the hospital. No pressure. <laughs> I stayed in the hospital for six days on a Whoa. blood thinner. Because they don't know how long you were in atrial fibrillation and a blood clot can develop within 72 hours. That's the concern of being in AFib. Being in AFib, nothing terrible is going to happen to you. But because the blood is not pumping out of the chambers the proper way, you can develop a clot. Oh, wow. So nothing terrible will happen to you unless something terrible happens to you. <laughs> More or less, that is correct. Yeah. And it has happened to many people, by the way. Sure. Oh, so it has. That's why they scary. do what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Very scary. Wow. So that was my first encounter. And atrial fibrillation happened many, many, many times thereafter. And at the time when it happened, I was very familiar with when it would happen. I would know like that. And it's not the case of most patients. Really? Correct. Why is it that you yeah, know like what, what happens? Your heart rate feels like it's going at about 200 beats per minute and it feels very irregular. Uh -huh. It feels like, you know, how our heart goes bump, 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 bump. You hear more like bump, 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 bump. So it's a totally different rhythm. And I am the kind of person that's very in tune to my body in general. By the way, I've been cardioverted with the paddles about 40 times. No way. Holy cow. 40? I think 37. Oh, my gosh, Ronnie. That's crazy. But not once since I'm on the Peloton. Huh. Not once since I'm on the Peloton. And everything changed when I got to on the Peloton. Everything. So I've had a long history of atrial fibrillation, and I've had four procedures known as a pulmonary vein ablation, and which is now is very common. It wasn't common in when I had it done 10 and 15 years ago. What is an ablation? What do they do? They go in, in through your groin, mm -hmm. and they burn off the part of the heart that's causing the extra conduction. And when I first started having these procedures, it was six, seven hours on the table. And they try to make you go into atrial fibrillation so they can see where the extra beats are coming from and then kill that part of the tissue so that it's not alive to cause that rhythm disturbance. Whoa. Whoa. 
That's so down. yeah. And you said it wasn't very common when it when you first had to do this. Were atrial you terrified? Ablations have been around for a long time, but not for atrial fibrillation. They tend to do it for supraventricular tachycardia. Sure, uh, that's what I was thinking. That's not what they were doing it for. And I was on antiarrhythmic drugs, and you'd have to go in the hospital to go on those drugs. Tom will get a kick out of this because it says on the box in black can cause death. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you take a medicine that can cause death to save your life. Oh, my goodness. And my, my doctor, who's an electrophysiologist, which just means a cardiologist who specializes in rhythm issues, would say to me his motto all the time was, there's no free lunch. Yeah, I yeah. guess yeah. not. <laughs> and he, too, has a Peloton, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> So was it like really terrifying the first time they tell you they're going to do this, though, since you'd yes, never I, heard of it? Yeah. Oh. Yes, it was terrifying. It was for me. Oh, my gosh. I think I was more scared the very first time they rushed me to the hospital, though, not knowing anything. Yeah, sure. Some years passed and I had some knowledge and I understood what the consequences were. And I wanted the ablation, hoping that it would stop the atrial fibrillation, which is very uncomfortable. And so it hurts? It doesn't hurt. You just feel like you've had seven cups of caffeine. Okay. And I'm hyper on a good day. <laughs> me, I mean, I remember once my cardiologist wanted to give me like a tranquilizer because the tranquilizer could also possibly help calm me down, which maybe would make the palpitations go away. So he prescribed a, a mine, like a, you know, not a very strong tranquilizer. And I would take it. And then I went to see him a month later and I walk in, I go, Hey Pete, how you doing? He's good. Everything's fine. Are you taking the tranquilizers? I said, I am. He says, it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, I'm hyper on a good day. <laughs> so every time you have one of those episodes or what, do you have to go in the hospital? Or now that yes. you're on blood thinners, they just... Oh, so yeah, you do. You could stay in atrial fibrillation if you want to, but then you have to be on blood thinners for the rest of your life. Oh. I didn't like the feeling of atrial fibrillation. I felt like it was a discotheque in my chest. Yeah. So yeah, I would go, terrible. they would cardiovert me back into normal sinus rhythm, which is how our hearts are beating right now. And then three days later, I'd be back in the hospital getting zapped again because I went into atrial fibrillation again. Oh, my word. So when you say you're getting zapped again, this is like the what paddles. you see on the TV, the paddles clear. They do the clear. Yeah. Correct. Do they like put you out or they're just like yeah, they sedate you with um, some Valium and some Versed. Hopefully they better you. than the other tranquilizers he gave you. <laughs> <laughs> <didn't work>. Okay. <laughs> Well, that guy's like, I'm going to give you a tranquilizer for this. I'd be like, the hell you are. I've seen the kind of, Wait. you don't got the good <laughs> man. Like, no. yeah. I don't trust you. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be all the way out. Right. <laughs> this guy's yep. stuff is no good. So they have to knock, they not, wow. They knock you out and you come to, and they don't give you a lot of sedation because they only need like four minutes. Right. Right. Yeah. So you, know, you come to in about 30 minutes to 45 minutes and you walk out about three hours later. It's like a colonoscopy, and but for your heart. Time, I'll make you laugh. So they put the paddle in front and a paddle in back. When you see it on TV, they're doing front, both yeah. in the right. front. Yeah. So it's one in the back, one in the front. And I would come home with these round burns. Like 24 hours later, I would have an electric burn on me. Yeah, the electrical burn. So I asked the cardiologist, I said, why do I have a burn? He tells me we buy what's on sale. Uh <laughs> You're like, can I bring my own? Can I? <laughs> yes, can I buy a box of the good stuff? Right. Did said, you? That's exactly what I said. I did. I said, can I buy a box of my own and bring my own? And he said, we don't work like that. Well, that seems no. like 
I used like, to get a burn. They'd have to give you something called silvadane, which is what they use for burn victims. That was the worst part of it was the skin burn. Yeah. I bet. So how do they, if they're doing one in front and one in the back, look, do you got to stand up? You're flat. Like you're on your side? Like you lay on it. It's not really a paddle. Oh, you lay on it. Okay. Yeah. Your body does rise just like on TV. Your body does jolt. Yeah, because my knowledge base, I'm like Chancey Gardner from being there. (laughs) Like I only know things if I've seen them on TV. (laughs) So that's the entirety of my knowledge base. And Tom, they start off with like 300 joules of this juice, so to Uh speak. And if you don't convert into normal sinus rhythm on the first one, they ramp it up. And they go to 400. Like the pit of despair in The Princess Bride. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And I never converted on one time. Never. I was always two or three. Oh, my word. Well, they should have just turned it up the first time then. (laughs) Yeah, you should be like, can we just start? Yeah, they they should be like, Ronnie's a frequent flyer. Just turn it up. We know it's not going (laughs) to work. Did you get like a punch card? Like the fifth one's free? No. No. (laughs) She's like, this ain't Canada. There's no free medicine. (laughs) <laughs> I bet there's other listeners right now that have been cardioverted on H- with atrial fibrillation. It would not surprise me. We have a lot of people is, with a lot of it you know, is the fasting most common stories. arrhythmia in the world. Which is just like you don't hear people say it that often. I know like my Apple Watch, like they take your EKG and that's one of the things that they look for. Not that sure. they can technically diagnose you and all that stuff. But like they're looking for a sinus rhythm versus the AFib. Disturbance. And right. so I think that that kind of shows how common it must be that they include Very it. Common. Yeah, it is very common. Wow. But not had one episode since I'm on the Peloton. And so before that, how frequently were they occurring ish? Every, oh, my God. Well, I was cardioverted 39 times. So probably happened, I would say, probably 60 or 70 times because sometimes I went back into not normal sinus rhythm on my own. Gotcha. So is this like, like how every long? couple of months? Are we talking like every couple of oh, weeks? Yeah. Really? Sometimes it would happen twice in one week. I'd be at the hospital getting cardioverted. So as far as like you said, you haven't had one since you got the Peloton. Does your doctor know why that is? Tell us what's that about? Larry (laughs) believes that the Peloton has remodeled my heart. And by saying that, what he means is that a I'm quoting him that this has been my cardio rehab and that he wishes every patient that has atrial fibrillation would do cycling on a Peloton because of the way I have trained my heart and ride and bring the heart rate up. It has remodeled itself to stay in normal sinus rhythm. What? In fact, in fact, when I would call him pre-Peloton, when I would go into atrial fibrillation, he used to tell me to run up the steps. To try to That's right, because it would restart the heart, which is what they're doing with the paddles. They're stopping the heart and restarting it. So he would tell me to do something where you can race your heart. And sometimes that worked. Unfortunately, it never worked for me. And I did try to run the steps. But I also would get really winded because my heart rate was way high and it was erratic. Right. Your doctor's like the lazy IT guy. You're like, oh, my heart's not working. He's like, have you tried turning it off and turning it back on? (laughs) Restart it, Tom. You're like, that's not really an answer. That's just tier one support. (laughs) That's so true. I'm on tier three. So do you do any kind of special cycling because there's heart rate training? So I have a heart monitor, which all of my doctors told me, do not put on a heart monitor. What? Because it's going to make you crazy. Yeah. Because I, was gonna say, I just... have post-traumatic stress syndrome, so to speak, oh. with my heart. 
Sure. Okay. Yeah, I totally get that. I did use a monitor, but I would hide it. You can hide it on the screen, as you might know. But he says, I do not want you getting involved with monitor, especially everything is going so great. So you don't need a monitor. Whatever you are doing is working for you. It'll make your heart worse because you'll freak yourself out. Mm. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Correct. You're not the kind of patient I want to have a heart monitor. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so when you say that you go into this sometimes and then you come out of it on your own, like that was at the very beginning and did not happen often. But yes, oh, OK, so I was like, is that just like you're in the car on the way over there and you're like, nope, it's all I'm good again. Or how do you know that you've gone? Well, number one, I have a stethoscope in the house and I can read an EKG, but just I could just put the stethoscope on or even just take my pulse and I can tell if I'm an AFib just okay. by taking my pulse. I could listen to my pulse for 60 seconds and tell you my heart rate. True. Story. Wow. And I'm usually either on spot on or off by one number. Crazy. I'm like that with tickets. <laughs> if you true. show me a stack of tickets, he is. I can be like, I'll tell you how many tickets you're holding. Like, like Ticketmaster tickets. I'm like, you got 37 tickets right now. <laughs> I used Are to you be- accurate? I am. I used to free, like when I worked at a club level, it was all GA because it was a club. And so we just print out like 200 tickets at the bar the night of the show. And then if the show was doing well, whenever I'd walk by, they'd hold up the stack to let me see if I needed to go print out more tickets for them. And they'd hold up the stack and it'd be like 37. <laughs> and they'd be like, uh uh-uh. uh. The guy's like, you're full of it. I'm like, count them. And he's like, <laughs> I'm just like, I've been doing it for a while. <laughs> Experience. Yeah. Talk about a useless skill. But yeah, the heart rate thing's way better. Yeah, totally. Like, mine won't save anybody's life, but you might get to see head PE a little faster. So. <laughs> I never really got to the end of that answer, though. So when you're taking classes on Peloton, are you taking a certain type of class? Like, are you taking hit classes? Are you just taking whatever you feel like? Take whatever I feel like. That's great. So you don't have to do any special protocol to remodel your heart. No, No, definitely not. What has happened to me a couple of times, and I think this happens to anyone. Maybe it's happened to you. I don't know. But sometimes if I push myself really, really hard in the moment, like really going hard for two or three or four minutes, I get a little rush in my head. Has that ever happened to you? I've never pushed myself hard. So I don't I think know. I've ever. Put- <laughs> <laughs> I don't recall ever feeling that. I will say, though, that like it's almost like my muscles wear out before my heart does. Do you know what I mean? It's like. Oh, I if- wish that would happen yeah, to me. she's like, thanks for rubbing it in. Crystal. But I mean, like, <laughs> I'm not very fast at things, though. Like, I don't know that that's great because like if I'm running or something like that, my heart rate always goes up pretty quickly. Like it doesn't take much for my heart rate to go up. And so if I'm running, it's like I feel this like it comes into my throat like I have to catch my breath. But it's not like, oh, my heart, like the heart rate itself doesn't bother me. It's the like I can't breathe. I can't catch my breath that bothers me, if that makes sense. I get to a plateau because I'm also still on heart medicine. I do take beta blockers. Okay, And it's possible I won't need them. But because I have not been in atrial fibrillation for so long, Nobody wants to take them away because we don't helping me or not. It's working. So so just do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I get to the point where because the job of the beta blocker is to keep your heart rate down. The job of the Peloton, many jobs, but one of the jobs it has is to get your heart rate up. So I have a little bit of the yin and yang going on when I ride. Sure. So I guess it's almost like when they talked about resetting your heart, it's like when you exercise, you're kind of just almost preemptively resetting it. You're just like manually resetting it every day. Yeah. Absolutely. So and he said, do not stop because you work out a lot. Are you on the bike literally every day? I'm on the bike every day. And I recently changed my Peloton life. OK. In July, I decided 
not to take a what I call a and Lainey will say to me, are you on a real ride? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm on a fake ride. I'm not even here. I'm just a ghost. <laughs> but what I do is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I do a warm up. I do a real ride. I do a cool down on Saturday and Sunday. I do a 15 minute fake ride where I just cruise. Okay. And I do that to basically keep my streak because I'm a little OCD mm-hmm. and I have not missed one day since I own the bike. Wait, okay. so that's almost four years and you've never missed a day. I've never missed a day. Don't you go on vacation? Don't you ever leave? Well, <laughs> the vacations we take are usually family vacations. Okay. Like the family, and there's Pelotons there. Of course. Okay. Okay. All right. My That's... brother rides, my nephew rides, my niece rides, the family rides, Lainey's nephew rides, Lainey's niece rides. There's riders in the family. So I think a new idea for a family like get together should be you all bring your Pelotons and line them up next to each other. <laughs> <laughs> that would be very cool. But I guess that's so, a oh, hell of an incentive that. to work out if you're like, if I don't work out, they're going to run like 3000 volts through me. <laughs> That would even get me on a Peloton. People ask me, what's your motivation? And my motivation is my heart and my health, literally. literally. I'm almost a little afraid to stop. I don't think about it, but I'm a little afraid to stop. Like, will I get into physical trouble if I stop? I don't want to stop. Yeah, I would be too. Like, No, that makes perfect sense. Like, yeah, because it's preventing so much and you don't know what that number is or how much. And so it's just like. You feel like you can't not do it because that could then, like Tom said, put you in the hospital. So that fire on me. And when my doctor says the Peloton has remodeled your heart, that's a lot of weighted words. It totally. is. It is. Wow. Incredible. Yeah. And he says, I wish you can come here and talk to all my patients, Ronnie. Wow. So since your doctor said that, can you write that off as a health as a medical expense? <laughs> you know, you might be able to. I've yeah. never tried <laughs> the, the light bulb. She's like. <laughs> you need to call your tax guy stat yeah get your tax guy and your doctor on the phone like you two talk it out <laughs> so for those that have not gotten to meet you online what is your leaderboard name Pello rider nyc i love that yeah I love all your Mm -hmm. pictures, too, because you're so close to where the old studio was. And I love whenever you share pictures of going up the street. I always feel like I'm right there. (laughs) We all met briefly on a line. Remember? I do. I do remember. (laughs) It's funny. That's such like an interesting difference between like New York people and Midwest people. You Mm -hmm. guys stand online. We stand in line. That's true. That's I true. don't know why that is, but we do. I don't know. It's no I always wondered if someone lives in Long Island, do they live on Long Island or do they live in Long Island? It's got to <laughs> be on, right? Because they're on the ground. Like, I don't know. On but, Long Island. Because they use those two words interchangeably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fascinating. See, I would think in Long Island because I think of it as... Like in the city. Like, oh, oh yeah. I live in Boston. I see what you're saying. But it's an island, so like it works on both levels. I'm assuming yeah. it's really an island. I've never looked at a map. Is it is it really, really a- an island, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. I didn't know if it was one of those like trick things. You guys in New York like do a lot of things to trick people from the Midwest. Yeah. And then be like... <laughs> Uh, so do you have a favorite instructor my favorite instructors change from time to time is that common do you think i think it is i think because like we all go through different times in our life yeah like you might be going through something 
or you might have like maybe you're just like just on the bike for fun or maybe you're training and all of those could require a different kind of instructor that really motivates you in different ways. So, yeah, I think that does. Well, make sense. I have a special feeling for Jen Sherman because she was the first teacher I met and she did talk to us. And there was a time where I mean, I haven't seen her in a very long time, but there was a time she would see me in the street and know me. Aww. So that feel like really, really special to me. But right now I'm into Sam and I think Sam is very underrated. Yeah, I feel like he gets a lot of love, though. I do. I think it's starting to happen. And I think that there's so many new instructors that it's like it's going to take a while for people to, quote unquote, get to know the newer instructors. And Sam is, is really new still. I think he will have his moment. Absolutely. And I'm and I love Leanne. Do you? Leanne that's great. A lot of fun. That's interesting because that's two UK instructors. So it is especially fascinated by that because they say that the UK instructors are a little more like reserved and a little quieter and they do that on purpose. And so I am fascinated by the fact that you are a New Yorker and you like that. <laughs> Leanne is not quiet. Really? Leanne I don't take her classes very often. So she's very out there and very animated and she's got a sense of humor and she's kind of loud sometimes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. Yeah. See, this uh, just goes to show why everybody should check out all instructors multiple times because you just never know. Right. No. And do you know that I tend to ride with the same group of people Monday to Friday? <laughs> I have seen you post about it. Yeah. So let's see. You have like a whole group that you do. I have a group on Facebook and I post the rides. We discuss it online on text and we discuss which rides we're going to take. A lot of my friends work at home. So we usually do a lunch hour ride because that's when they can take their break and get away with it. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Do you want people to know the name of your group? Sure. It's Peloton Fitness Achievers. Awesome. And we've also been around... I got my bike in February. I started the group in March. So four years in March. Wow. You were just all in starting groups a month in. (laughs) A month in. That's like me, Tom. I also love clubs and I like to join things. Yeah. It took her a year to start a podcast. So I think it was more like long. That's not long. And I think it was like eight months. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Crystal, what? you spoke with my yoga teacher on text at some point. Yeah, yoga, yoga you mentioned with Jake. Yep, you introduced you. us on yep. Instagram. Yeah. He does a podcast, which is extremely fascinating, health and wellness related. Yeah, that's awesome. And he yep. teaches online. So if anybody needs any uh, yoga tips, he's a good resource and he has Absolutely. a lot of classes out there. And you know, Crystal, I was doing this with him for four years prior to the pandemic. I never met Jake. <laughs> That's crazy. I never met my fitness coach either. She's in Boston. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) That's funny. So do you have any advice for people who are just entering the world of Peloton? I think the thing to do is to try everybody, Mm -hmm. every teacher to see who you connect with. Mm -hmm. And I also think it's important, in my opinion, to start out as a beginner, to really be in that beginner mode. Unless it's someone who has taken cycling classes and is accustomed to doing all fitness related activities. But I think some of the beginners go in a little too hard and then they get tired. They get unmotivated. And according to the friends that I have spoken to, they kind of putter out after six or seven weeks because they went in too hard. And so get, I think great get. to be a beginner. And I still take beginner rides. I like to be a beginner. I like to be reminded about my form and have those early tips that one can't forget. Okay, but are those real rides? (laughs) (laughs) 
Some some are. Don't tell anyone. (laughs) And for the record, Tom means Ronnie real rides. Tom is not saying that anybody who takes a beginner ride is not taking a real ride. In comedy, that's what we refer to as a callback. And I know that, but I also know somebody's going to at me about it. So. Dot your eyes and cover your teeth. Exactly. <laughs> don't at me. And if you do at me, do it on Instagram because I don't use that. <laughs> yeah. At and one other thing I'd like to add, which is also kind of cute. Lainey doesn't go on the Peloton at all, but she does every morning say to me, what time are you riding today? Aww. I love that. <laughs> so that we can plan our day knowing what time I'm riding. That's wonderful. I don't think I realize that Lainey doesn't ride at all. Like, I don't think I really realize. Wow. No. <laughs> She doesn't ride. I wish she'd go on sometimes, but she doesn't. I know that feeling. But then you'd have to fight over the bike. No, we would buy another one. Yeah, oh, Tom. Okay. Yeah, Tom. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> she'd just go grab one out of the warehouse. They're so close. Yeah. <laughs> she'd be over there at the studio. You're not using them. <laughs> I'm um, just going to borrow it. Yeah. When you open the Tom studio, you can have it back. Tom doesn't use the Peloton at all either? Nope. So how did he get to look so good lately? That's all tonal. I've been using the tonal. And I Met Pro. And Met, and Met Pro. Pro. Yeah. So What is that? That's the nutrition thing that we talk about. Yes, yeah. Yes. And so yep. they've just kind of changed how I eat. And then. And, but, and I've seen some of your food. Yeah. it's It would drive most people crazy. Mm-hmm. Not because Met Pro isn't good, but because of the way I eat in conjunct. Like Met Pro has to like do different things because yeah. I eat so weird. They have to create a plan around time. Yeah. Not the so, other way around. But it would drive most people crazy. But that's because of who I am, not because of what Met Pro is. I would love a tonal. I just don't have room in my apartment, but I would love one. They're amazing machines. Yeah, it's pretty cool. They don't take up a lot of space, but you know your apartment better than I do. I feel like that (laughs) wall right behind you would work, Ronnie. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just saying. Get me the boss chair. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. We really appreciate it. Before we let you go, remind everybody where they can find you if you would like to be found. Sure. On Instagram, I am Pelo Rider NYC. Okay. P L O Rider NYC. And that is my leaderboard name as well. And on Facebook, I can be found as Ronnie Joy Parker, P A R K E R. Might I say one other thing? Of course. Absolutely. I would like to say I'm far from a doctor. I'm just a person who has suffered tremendous arrhythmias most of her life. And I would love to say for anyone who is experiencing any form of arrhythmia to check with their physician, of course, but to consider a Peloton as well, because it has been life changing for me. And I have told John and JV that it has been life changing for me. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And it sure sounds like it. And that's, your doctor thinks so. So yeah. that's strong evidence. So. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And he's constantly saying it to me. Well, I when think- I leave the office, he'll say, keep riding. <laughs> That's great. You should send this interview to him so he can hand it out to his I patients. I will do that. Yeah. <laughs> I will do that. But if he says can keep mention, pedaling, I'm going to sue him. Can I mention him. his name? Of course. Absolutely. His name is Dr. Larry Chinitz, and he is from NYU Langone Hospital in New York City. And he is very highly regarded and well-known throughout the country and the world. Fantastic. Awesome. So thank you for that. Well, I'm a fan because he's taking good care of you and he rides Peloton. So he's a star in my book. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you for the opportunity of sharing this information with others. Of course. Absolutely. Of course. Thank you so much for taking the time to do it. We really appreciate it. All righty, guys. Cool. 
So I guess that brings this episode to a close. Until next time, where can people find you? People can find me at Facebook, uh, on Facebook at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram, Twitter, the bike and the tread at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Find the show online, facebook.com slash the clip out. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And of course, don't forget our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the clip out. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep pedaling. And running. And running.